Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to Acast for making this show happen. Thanks, Acast. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, and welcome back to the show. It's the PJ Podcast. Nice to have you here if this is your first episode or if you're a repeat offender. Welcome back. It's funny, I asked on my um, social for the show the other day, which is the PJ Podcast on Instagram, um, what episodes and what guests and what themes you'd resonated with the most over the last few months. And it's quite interesting. There's always a split. Some of you really like the upbeat and the, you know, the fun, comedic ones with, you know, New Zealand and Australian entertainers. Other ones really wanted the deep stuff. You guys want the spirituality. You want the self-improvement, self-growth, all that kind of stuff. So today I'm going to cater to the latter. And if this isn't your cup of tea, take it with a grain of salt. That is my advice. And it honestly is what I do with all this stuff. I just have fun. You know, it's not hurting anyone. It's just a bit of fun, but it is really fascinating. And Hannah Carrera is my guest and she's so schooled up with knowledge on all things astrology, human design and energy kind of stuff. And today we talk about what is in store for the planet for 2023. Um, what star signs are going to have a bit of a bumpy ride? What star signs are going to have a great ride this year? What themes are coming through? Uh, sorry, that's Charlie on my lap. I know that finance does make quite an appearance. It rears its head in Korea. Um that goes for a lot of people. So we'll get into the nitty gritty of that. And we also talk about how you can protect your energy. If you work in a place where there's a lot of people that you have to interact with, what are some ways that you can wash the energy off at the end of the day? We go through it all my episode with Hannah Carrera 2.0. Hannah, my friend, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be back. So look, the last couple of years have been rubbish. Well, not rubbish, but they have been very challenging for a lot of people. Can we look ahead to 2023 and see calmer seas, less turbulence, less chaos, less polarity? I genuinely believe that we can this year. Like, yes. Yes. Short answer, yes. Okay, great. So as we look ahead, like obviously the world has gone through many changes and, and some would argue necessary changes. Um, mm-hmm. Are those changes going to come thick and fast again this year? You say it's not going to be as hard, but I still feel like there's going to be a lot of change. Yeah, 100%. You're definitely tuned in on that. I'd say that the changes that we will see will be more around things like AI and science mm. and the shift of 
Pluto into Aquarius, it's a really big transition that's happening in March. March is a really big month for changes to be triggered. But what I sense is that the kind of turmoil or challenges that we'll go through will be more short-lived kind of experiences throughout the year rather than these long, arduous things like lockdowns and restrictions like that. So when we look even into not just astrology but human design, essentially what we're going through between 2020 and 2027 is that we're shifting into a new paradigm, so a new way of living. Mm -hmm. And in this seven-year period, there are naturally going to be feelings of contraction and struggle and challenge in order to really shape us um, correctly for this new paradigm. And like you said, some of the changes that we've already seen since 2020 have been necessary in some mm. way. And when you say like the, is it more like sort of short events um, in a sense? So it's like, bam, okay, that was intense, but it's over. And yes, there may be like uh, ramifications from it, but it won't be so widely felt on a long-term basis. Yes. I think that the, Feelings that we've had from 2020 through to 2022, there's been a little bit more of that Saturn energy that's influenced our lives, which Saturn is the planet of kind of karmic lessons, discipline, contraction, challenge. And he's kind of been like popping up in all of the different astrological transits that we've felt over those past few years and this year we're kind of freed up from the grip of Saturn it was already starting to shift a little bit last year but this year I just think we'll we'll have a little bit of a breather and then I think 2024 2025 th- those years will start to shake us up again what, <laughs> what? Um, no I thought it was gonna be like okay cool we're like on the downward um, um, well if you think about 2027 we are going through this big change period, whether it's, you know, something like COVID or a war or whatever it is that's going on, there's going to be disruption that is happening. And of course, these things aren't like, you can't just dismiss them like trivial things so that have gone on. will that wrap up in 27, 2027 or is that going to sort of kick off in 2027? The big... Like, <laughs> yeah, the disruption. disruption. Yep. My hope is that by 2027, the kinks have been ironed out. Oh, and great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So operating. that's only another 23, <laughs> 4, 5, 6, 7, 5 years. But that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. not actually, yeah, 3, 4. Yeah, you're right. And four, you see, years. you sort of see themes of advancement and technology and AI. Do you really see that being the focus of the next couple of years? Definitely over the next few years. And I mean, we can already start to see some of that showing up. And the, I mean, this can be a really beautiful thing for humanity. There'll be innovations that happen through these advanced scientific realms, but we also might see innovations that come at the expense of humanity. And we just need to be really tuned into what we individually Mm -hmm. feel is something that we resonate with and we don't. And so it's just about that individual sovereignty piece coming through quite strongly as well over this year. I've, I've seen a few people talk about like cultural resets and a lot of people have been saying like it really feels like there's going to be a cultural reset this year. Do you kind of see that happening? Like whether it's in the pop, pop culture world and everything that we're consuming, do you see a bit of freshness? Yeah, 100%. And I think we will see changes happen really fast because there is – 
this shift from Pluto into Aquarius. Pluto is this planet of deep transformation. It naturally just changes anything that it touches. And with it shifting into the sign, basically for context, when Pluto moved into the sign of Capricorn in 2008, that was just after we had that big economic crisis. And Mm -hmm. the sign of Capricorn rules things like government, institutions, banking, big corporations. And we can see how over the past 14 years or so where Pluto has been transiting in Capricorn, we've seen those systems start to crumble and big changes to start to go on there. And with it shifting into the sign of Aquarius, Aquarius rules things like spirituality, culture, spirituality I think will come through there okay. because we're, <laughs> Sorry, I'm really um, jumping ahead here I'm trying to be a, an optimist an optimist I'm like okay cool we're gonna move from like total commercialism and consumerism to spirituality but it's not gonna be that that quick is it well I think there's definitely aspects that show up this year that bring in that spiritual tie especially with Saturn shifting into Pisces but I do think that with this Aquarian energy there will be people who are thinking outside of the box and maybe not sticking to the status quo, which I think lends itself to spirituality or looking into other places. But the um, shift of Pluto into Aquarius will be, it'll be just for a few months and it will dip back into Capricorn for a final stint till the end of the year. And then we're going to have it settle on in to Aquarius as of next year, which is when I think we'll see more kind of big changes going on. But we're definitely setting the foundation and getting a glimpse into what's to come this year. So when does Pluto first go into Aquarius this year? When when can we look forward it to that? It is the March the 23rd. Oh, not too far. So pay attention. And, you know, the dates when the big kind of outer planets move into signs, they can take a little while for things to be felt. When we talk about more of the fast moving planets like Mars, Venus, Mercury, we tend to feel their effect um, pretty quickly. And on a personal level, these outer planets tend to affect us collectively and we'll start to see these themes show up over time, but it definitely triggers that change um, around the 23rd of March. Do you look into um, things like the Schumann resonance and when like the world is collectively feeling these energy hits? Because I do follow a couple of people who talk about it and it's essentially like a measure of incoming energies to the planet, isn't it? Yes. And I'm not, I'm no expert, but I definitely, I got really into it in like 2020 <laughs> or 2021. Um, and I think there was actually something really amazing that happened with the Schumann resonance around the, I don't know if you remember the grand conjunction at the end of 2020 when Saturn and Jupiter went into Aquarius at zero degrees. And interestingly, the thing that we're talking about right now with Pluto shifting into Aquarius, it activates that um, specific place in the zodiac. So that is, it's interesting that you bring that up intuitively tapped in there, Polly. Ah. (laughs) Well, it's just, I follow a couple of accounts. My mum always talks about it um and I do it's really funny because when you know it does seem like there's these big blasts of energy and is it sometimes related to solar flares is that yeah there's something about solar flares and solar energy and the I think a lot of people feel I guess there's so many different symptoms that you receive about it happening, but it's like it can make you feel a bit dizzy. or The ascension um, symptoms is what they call it. I'm really going down a hole here now. (laughs) I thought you might know a bit about it, and I brought it up because 
you know, I really find my moods and and my tiredness and my energy levels affected by it. It's insane. Every time it's like, there was a blast. It's like, they say that you can be a bit lightheaded. Maybe I'm lightheaded yeah. anyway, but like there's all these kind of things. Or really, really tired and you just want to sleep or, you know, yeah. just really crazy things. So um, do you it's think like it could be, could be quite a few bursts of that over the next couple of years as we sort of... Totally. And I think we'll just all be turning into more of our energetic gifts and our energy body. So if Mm. we think about our body in layers, we have the physical body and then energy body, emotional body, mental body, we can go on and on, but basically there are these subtle parts of who we are. And if you really think about it, energy is not that weird or woo-woo to consider Mm. because you walk into a space and you can feel if there's tension or you can feel if there's like a loving energy. Some people you just want to hug, some people you want to run away from. (laughs) And there's like vibes that we are emitting and that energy body is going through an upgrade essentially. And so our physical body has to catch up. And sometimes that can cause us to be lethargic or foggy, or maybe we feel like really inspired to just go and run around. But all of us are going through these changes and with the shifts happening, especially in the sign of, Aquarius the pace is starting to quicken and our energy body is very linked to how we feel and what we're thinking and so I think it's really important for everyone to be very conscious of their intentions and their thoughts because you will see these things manifest with much greater speed. I find that I'm way more sensitive to crowds these days and I don't know if it's because I live quite Mm -hmm. remotely and I'm surrounded by bush but like I went to a really cool like food court place the other day it was not food court it like had lots of cool places you can eat and it was just packed and I felt so stressed out and I don't normally get too affected by like you know a high volume of people but this was like, I'm out, I'm done. I hate to go and like lie down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's an interesting reminder, isn't it? Like we, if you, particularly you're in a job where you are in contact with a lot of people on a daily basis, it's quite important to have some kind of ritual to cleanse you of energies that you can't control. 100%. And that's where, I mean, you are living around so much nature that really helps to mm. reset you. But sometimes it is like a blessing and a curse where you have so much nature around you. You're so kind of pure and connected. <laughs> you to go that. to the city and you're like, what is this? <laughs> it's so, yeah, abrasive. I remember doing a retreat in um, Australia years ago and then going into a mall, kind of a similar scene, oh, like a food court. And it was just nightmare. like the fluorescent lights and just the people around and the sound. I was just, yeah, get me out and it wasn't wasn't pleasant. Do you, have, do you have quick little hacks for people who live in the city that want to brush off that energy at the end of the day or even start the day? Um, what are the best ways of doing that? Yeah, tons of tools. But, I mean, obviously, if they can get to some space in nature, that would be ideal, like putting your bare feet on the ground. If you can't get to nature, though, I think – you know, you could look up at the sky. That genuinely helps to bring some kind of perspective, but also... Especially in the countryside where there's no smog. Oh, my God, there's nothing better than a clear sky. Oh, my God, all the stuff. (laughs) But the other things you can do is, you know, having plants around or if you like... If you're drawn to crystals, you could use crystals. Other things like connecting with animals or babies, their energy is really, really pure. Mm. So it can actually be a really nice connection to have with with a little 
puppy or a baby, but you're also cleansing your aura at the same time. Um, spending time alone can really help to reset your energy. So even if that meant you had to tuck yourself away into a room. just Without technology. Totally. That's mm. a really good point because I think if you think about when you go and even like if you say I'm going to take five minutes out from this work I'm doing and you go and lie down on your bed but you're scrolling on your phone, think about how different you feel if you were to actually just give yourself five minutes of blank space lying on your bed and how much of a reset that provides you mm. as opposed to, you know, looking at your phone, you're just plugged into something and your energy is leaking. So if you can just, yeah, take that space for yourself, take a few deep breaths. And if you're into visualization, you can visualize, you know, cutting cords energetically with yes. whatever feels like a, an energy that's not serving you. And it's almost reframing it, isn't it? Like this is a treat, you know, I think sometimes yeah. people find it a bit of a burden to just be on their own and like face with your own thoughts and then you know, it becomes like you're going through your to-do list and all the things you have to do. It's like five minutes to yourself yeah. and it's like a treat. It's like Absolutely. a little splurge on yourself. And it's all about the intention behind what you're doing. So if you – even I knew a, a hairdresser who would always have these quite deep conversations with people. I'm pretty sure it's a well-known thing that your hairdresser – He knows everything. Therapist, <laughs> yeah. The hairdresser I spoke to, she would wash her hands after she'd seen every client. And obviously we can all wash our hands and do it mindlessly, but her intention behind washing her hands was to clear off the energy of that past client she'd seen. Mm. And so if you even had some kind of ritual in your life, whether it was jumping around, like jumping around can move the energy or you might pick up a pair of scissors and start chopping, like chopping <laughs> some energetic cord or doing something that symbolizes to you yeah. I'm clearing the energy here. Sounds simple, maybe sounds a bit silly, but actually can be really effective if you just get in the practice of creating. So there really like is that. no right or wrong way. It really comes down to the intention. Intention is yeah. everything. Absolutely. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Because I think I lost my connection with my crystals. I've been like a obviously a crystal fan for years and then they got really mainstream and then I kind of like, I don't know, yeah. then there were a lot of naysayers and, and I was like, oh my God, am I just like getting sucked into crystals and stuff? But you're right. It's not necessarily so much the crystal, it's the intention that goes along with the crystal, isn't it? 100%. Mm. And that's what they'd say would charge the crystal. I'm yeah. also no crystal expert, but I actually mm. um, was working recently in – a store in Bondi doing readings out of this shop that sells really beautiful high quality crystals. Cool. And 
I went in and on the first day I started working there, they say that the store like initiates you. And so I went in and I swear to God, I just couldn't stop coughing for like a good half an hour. It was bizarre. And I was like, what is happening? And they gave me this crystal. In fact, this crystal right here is supposed to help cleanse your throat chakra. And it was so wild to me that literally as soon as I held it, it, the coughing just literally stopped. And I I, I don't know <laughs> how it was magical, um, but that really got me hooked again on, okay, these crystals. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I remember what got hooked me, what hooked me, sorry, and was years ago and I – had like one of those um, chakra cleansing kits and like I put them all on all the designated chakras on the body and I lay down and I remember just lying there closing my eyes and I started seeing all these insane colors and I was like this is an undeniable thing and that's what really sucked me in and I think my grandmother had just passed away so I think you know when Mm. when you go through tough times that's when you start to open up a bit more to things that you yeah. can't exactly explain and that's when I started going down the woo-woo track and I was like oh, this is amazing and then you kind of like it's funny how you kind of dip in and out of things totally. and you don't always feel that strong connection it's dependent yeah. on where you're at in your life 100% you can't force yourself mm. to love crystal <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um all right back to the year ahead with astrology yeah. um what months would you suggest people to look out for things good or bad what, what have we got on the cards? I see it as you're like the Jim Hickey of astrology. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, even just to kick off with January, I don't know if you have felt it, but it's been a little bit of a slower kind of cruisy yeah. start to the year. Um, it has comparatively to the last couple of years I've found. So we've had two planets, Mars and Mercury retrograde, and these are personal planets. Mercury rules our communication, the way we think, technology. It's also with Mars. Um, Mars is a planet of our drive and our motivation and our ability to get what we want done. And with these planets retrograde, anytime planets are retrograde, it's always a moment to review, reflect, go a little bit slower, be a little bit more inward. And so, it is a time to just kind of reflect on Mm. maybe the year that's been um, the lessons that you learned considering what your visions are for the year, but not necessarily placing pressure on yourself to take action straight away now or make it be a really kind of speedy process out of force. I would say though, starting to really consider what your motivations are or what your intentions are behind what you're doing is super important because at the end of January, we will have not only had um, Mars station direct, Mercury station direct, but Uranus station direct. And what this signals is that now all planets will actually be moving in direct motion. And that is a really great signal for us to go and to feel some momentum behind us. And so I would suggest that people will start to feel more of that go-go energy come February, March, because we have this sort of clear run cool that's exciting forward motion and what also happens in March is that we do have those big shifts in planets so Saturn Saturn shifting signs only happens every two and a half to three years and so Saturn will be shifting into the sign of Pisces so shift out of Aquarius into Pisces on the 7th of March and during this transit, which will last two and a half, three years, 
it's all about kind of some of that spiritual stuff you were talking about um, where people will be connecting more of that spiritual side, but it's also about with the planet of Saturn being this very serious planet that likes to teach us through often hard experiences. I think we will learn about setting healthy boundaries, um, not only within our relationships, but also with ourselves. So Pisces can sometimes be prone to like escapist tendencies, sometimes things like alcoholism, Mm -hmm. food addiction, drug addiction, like numbing tendencies, even things like shopping. But if you find that you've got any particular kind of self-sabotage habits that feel like you just dip into them when you're wanting to escape something, this is where implementing some kind of self-control or self-discipline will be really important. And Saturn will be highlighting that you need to do that. Um, My word for this year, I always kind of tune into a word for me this year. Yes, what is is that? It's actually discipline. It sounds kind of like, oh, boring. (laughs) (laughs) But but it also, I mean, I've got a whole page where I journal out what this word means to me. And I really encourage people to tune into what their word for this year is because Mm. we've all got intuition that we can tune into and we'll find words or themes that can guide us. And this idea of discipline I think is actually really relevant to the collective as a whole because when I was talking about being in the grip of Saturn over the past few years, I've also personally been going through my Saturn return, which means oh, being sort of in the grip of Saturn. It's gnarly. With it into Pisces. What that does is it does give us all a bit more freedom, a bit more of the sense of expansion. But sometimes when we've got so much freedom or we've got more options, that can actually be a little bit overwhelming when mm. we might find we just get a bit distracted and don't really get that much accomplished because there's kind of just too much open slather and having a form of discipline in your life where you sort of channel your focus into something or get really clear on what your priorities are and what your values are, I think will be really important to kind of guide your behavior if you are feeling like you're just a wash. I really um, resonate with that so yeah. whole feeling. Yep. I yeah. I have a real sense of excitement for the year and and motivation in a way. But the thing is exactly what you're saying. It feels like there's all these ideas and things sort of floating around. So I'm definitely going to take your advice there because I need to ground in and really focus on what I need to do to actually achieve these things. Yeah. And I think you will be rewarded when you put in the work. So it's like there is so much and you're feeling that excitement because there's so much opportunity with all these different planet shifting signs. There's all of this kind of new beginning, new ideas, fresh energy coming through, but you have to work with it. You can't just be like, cool, let the opportunities come to me. And there's a, there's an element of that. Like totally Mm. there's, there will be opportunities that get presented to you, but you have to capture them, work with them. Put in a bit of that. Put out the feelers, yeah. make connections. Yeah. It's not um, all just, okay, I, I need to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> really resonate with that. Um, discipline, yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. I'm also finding, because I'm a new mum, I don't have the time I used to have, but there are small things that I'm trying to implement into my routine that that almost like it doesn't take much time at all, for example, you know, turning my shower cold at the end um, just really wakes me up. I go on my little Shakti mat, which just zens me out, and that doesn't take long. You know, short workouts. I'm finding just small things like that that I pop into my day 
don't make it actually look that much different. Make me feel so much different. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. And I think it is about creating those little changes because, you know, if you set yourself a really lofty goal, mm. put it off and put it off because it's like, I can't take 90 minutes out of my day. Or, no, it's the small tweaks. Yeah, t- totally. And then when you do, that's a way to actually build more self-confidence when you can see yourself ticking off things that you've challenged yourself to do. That's actually like a known fact that that builds self-confidence, which just creates this really positive cycle that you'll be inclined to then create, you know, more habits that are beneficial for you. Are there any particular star signs that have a great year for 2023? I mean, <laughs> there is. Has Leo's year. Is it a good one? Leo, there's definitely um, a focus on work, business, financial commitments and opportunities. Because we have a Venus retrograde in Leo Mm -hmm. this year, basically from July to September, there's a six-week period where you'll be really reviewing what you need to in order to boost your self-esteem because it's come, it's around your sense of self, but it's also um, really considering what you value in relationships and what you value in business. But I'd say your yeah, business relationships and a focus on your kind of self-worth in those places would be a really key focus for Leos this year. Interesting. And any, any other star signs that you want to mention that you think? Um... I can go through the star signs. Yes. And say okay. Amazing. Little, little message, but cool. I think that, um, this would also be if anyone knows their rising sign, you can pay attention to your rising sign. Um, if you don't know, like this is sun sign and rising sign, I'd say it would apply to. So Aries, um, basically Jupiter is shifting, or it will be in Aries for the first half of the year, and then the north node will be moving into Aries if you don't know what any of that means, basically <laughs> it's a year to step into action. Um, you're really putting yourself in the driver's seat, really double down on who you think or who you believe you are, what you're here to accomplish. All of that is really like focus on the self. Love it. And then Taurus, you've also got a couple of big planets playing around in your sign of who you think you are. So I I think it's interesting. I've just spoken about Leo, Aries and Taurus. Mm. And there is this real focus on self and what you are presenting to the world, how you shine in the world. There is an influence of Pluto on Taurus. So they've already gone through over the past 18 months, some pretty big shifts in, in their general life direction. And this year it's like getting a little bit deeper and into that. And also, probably find that there'll be a big shift in the direction of their profession or what they're really mm. doing with their with their life. So is that for um, those three star signs? Three star signs, mm. yeah. I think those themes are quite similar, slightly subtle differences. But when we move to the sign of Gemini, yeah, it's quite a busy year and that will be like a in mind and body. So I'd say your nervous system will really need to be soothed as a Gemini naturally. Gemini's can be a little bit all over the show. And I say that with, I am a Gemini, so I completely <laughs> understand. <laughs> so it would love. Um, but there are restructures to career because where Saturn is moving into Pisces, you really need to think about what you value in career, setting boundaries there, and really like leaving spaces that aren't good for you. You have to get really honest with yourself. And then with Pluto and Aquarius, it's all about being seen. So that could tie into career, it could tie into anywhere else in your life but this idea of not hiding away is important 
um, having an impact. And then with cancer, cancer's got career focus with Jupiter and Aries and the North Node shifting there at the end of the year. So I'd say that focus would come through at the end of the year for Cancerians. Also a lot of emotional ups and downs in a way that is, I guess Cancerians will be very familiar with that because they are a water sign. <laughs> they, they know all about the emotional world, but yep. using that um, to be wise with other people, you'll be very emotionally tuned into other people. We've already spoke about Leo. So Virgo, Saturn is moving into their relationship sector. So really, really serious, serious energy around relationships. Oh, no. or maybe That's my baby Charlie. How's that going <laughs> to How's that gonna translate with a <clears throat> nearly one-year-old? I mean, Saturn is a planet of discipline. So maybe there's some, <laughs> some rules being implemented. Because it's all about, um, it'll be interesting because he's, he'll be, one yeah yeah when it comes to his birthday obviously when it comes to his birthday yeah so I mean around that age I guess it's more around two you're kind of learning boundaries with people (laughs) and learning who you are like you know it's that who am I and who is the other and you'll have to play a part in that Polly oh love to (laughs) love to bring it on um then we have Libra and there's friendships are actually quite a big thing to focus on especially between that July and September phase for Libra Mm -hmm. and then just relationships with within your personal life and your professional life possible business partnership opportunities and a I'll say a rewarding challenge within your relationships halfway through the year BJ's a Libra And then with Scorpio, shifts in the way that you earn. Again, there's a feeling of needing to cut ties with something or someone, and there's an expansion within your relationship sector because Jupiter will be shifting into your zone of relationships. So this would be around the May mark that will start to signal more maybe opportunities. If you're not in a relationship, maybe you'll find that possibility of relationship entering your life. Or if you are in relationship, it's kind of like strengthening those existing bonds or some new possibility will show up there. And then with Sagittarius, there is a maturing within your family matters, learning to kind of stand your ground in those positions and it's that setting healthy boundaries and also yeah there's like a another I guess all the fire signs have this kind of need to shine in the world this year so Mm -hmm. Leo Leo Sagittarius and Aries that comes through (laughs) I'm totally feeling (laughs) I feel like I've had like a hibernation like I've really? sort of just been, yeah, the last like year, yeah. and nearly two years, I almost feel like I've kind of retreated. And now I feel like my Leo, like fire is kicking like in. Going, what about yeah, me? Yeah, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see what's in store. Um, and then Capricorn, a lot of self-development and then also like inner work, mm-hmm. but the way that you earn Capricorns are usually quite business oriented and focused on goals and achieving things, but be prepared with that Pluto shifting into your second house of earning. That will be definitely causing you to reevaluate how you go about your work. And maybe it's even, you know, finding a different income portal for yourself this year. And then Aquarius, I mean, Saturn is leaving, your uh-huh. sign, but then Pluto is moving on in. So mm-hmm. Saturn and Pluto 
And Pluto's like I've always thought of Pluto as like a rock star. He's pretty gnarly, right? Is that gnarly? Um, he's, <laughs> he causes deep kind of cathartic mm. cleansing to go on and right. restructuring. So with Pluto sort of dipping its toe into Aquarius, there's like possibly a shake up of your image, the way you present yourself, and you might find that there's a lightening up in the way that you feel generally though with Saturn shifting out of your sign and then bringing some focus into the way that you again it's a lot of earning I think there's a lot of financial energy coming through with Mm. I mean as a collective Mm. um and I will say halfway through the year everyone will benefit from Jupiter shifting into Taurus in terms of opening up financial opportunities but yeah I think that Aquarians will feel that all of the fixed signs, Aquarius, Taurus, Scorpio, and Leo, over the past 18 months, it can have possibly been quite a hard feeling for you guys because there's just been a few different things that yes. have happened and with Saturn <laughs> shifting out of Aquarius, that's going to lighten. So that's God. <laughs> and then Pisces, final sign, Saturn is shifting into your signs. So it's a very big year to get really serious about what you're doing. There's been a lot of deep internal work with Pisces in 2021. And then they kind of had um, hopefully a really nice, expansive year last year, lots of opportunities coming through. And this year it's like, okay, we need to get really serious about, you know, capitalizing on these opportunities. So wow. do you know what's so bit- impressive? You're not even looking or reading this, like you know it. <laughs> So well. <laughs> Do you live and breathe it? Like how are you constantly consuming this information? Like is it cha- like every day are you constantly updating? Yeah, and that's actually, I mean, <laughs> being a Gemini, naturally curious, I also my human design shows me that I <laughs> am designed to kind of investigate things. And if, if I'm not learning and I'm not you're just expanding my knowledge, I feel very stagnant. And that's part of actually my, you know, word for this year discipline is around really making sure that I am not only learning but creating every day this year because it just makes me feel so alive. So, yeah, I I can't help but keep looking at I love it. Do you find it hard to sometimes distinguish between your love for it and your passion and your hobby and then actually it's work. Like, do you sometimes have to draw quite a strong boundary there? Yes. It's interesting because I <laughs> I find it's like a self-sabotage habit where I'll be learning and exploring, you know, things that are relevant that I'm sure do help in what I do, but I'll have certain tasks that I need to complete and they'll just be put on my little procrastination <laughs> back burner. And for some reason I'm going off and exploring something else where I think my <laughs> discipline is around learning what's relevant for what yeah, needs to right. be done. I love it. <laughs> but, but I do know what you mean where it's like, you know, if you love what you do, there yeah. is that fine balance. And I think this year as well, it's about setting up my schedule so that I'm aligned with other people socially so that it's not like, oh, I need to do this thing in the yeah. weekend. And it's just, I mean, I'm sure you're really familiar with that stuff, but um, you do have to, I find I have to actually schedule it otherwise. So you have um, that escape from it and you're not living and breathing it every second of the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm, um, okay, well, you have gone through so much information today. I'm so <laughs> grateful as always. But um, some parting final words for 2023. Hit me with your inspo, Hannah. <laughs> All right. I think that 
it really goes back to actually what we need to feel at the beginning of the year is this not not pressuring ourselves to take action just because, but being very intentional with what we do. So whenever you listen to this call, there's always an opportunity to tune into what is my intention behind what I'm doing. And, you know, you do, it doesn't have to be a new year. It doesn't have to be a, a new moon to set new intentions. But these times are obviously, you know, extra potent. And, you know, we do have a new moon every month. So you always have that opportunity to work with the, with the stars in that way. But in general, I, I guess this idea of, Considering whatever your vision is, whatever your goal is, not focusing on simply the outcome of that, but really tuning into what is the feeling that that invokes when I imagine myself achieving that thing. And then really using that feeling to create an intention for yourself. Because I always like to distinguish between intentions and goals and I often use the analogy of if you see a castle in the distance and that is your goal, you want to reach that castle in the distance. And the intention that you need to set yourself in order to reach that castle is, okay, you look on the map and that castle is north. So your Mm -hmm. intention is to go north. And every day you can wake up and you continue to move forward on that north track. And maybe some days you you dip off a little bit or you get sidetracked and you can just continue to remind yourself to get back on that north path. And that way you're going to feel fulfilled through the process, not just once you reach the certain destination. And what's marvelous about having an intention is that once you reach the castle, that's amazing. You can lap up the joy of reaching the castle but if you continue to go north you can actually surpass that castle and probably achieve things that you can't even conceive of right now so I think intentionality tuning into the feelings that will guide you is a really important way to not only you know achieve your goals and visions but to feel really fulfilled and to feel a sense of joy and accomplishment day to day or moment to moment beautiful what a beautiful way to end the chat. Oh, Hannah, thank you so much. And sure. sending you lots of abundance and uh, joy for the year ahead. And uh, let's touch base again soon. <laughs> yes, wishing everyone a very healthy and happy and prosperous 2023. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. If you want to have a one-on-one with Hannah, um, like I've done a couple of times, and my mum, mum loved her um you can check out her website it's hannahsoulpsychology.com or just google hannah Carrera. you'll find her oh my gosh charlie's excited um yeah she she taps into human design astrology yoga nidra meditation soul psychology and she's just a lovely human uh, a beam of sunshine so yeah that was a bit of you go look into her if not then maybe this is just a bit of a out of it chat for you and that's cool too um love to know your thoughts on the show you can subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast have an awesome rest of your week even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 